Yes, Santa Cruz, how you feeling? Happy 2022. I'm Christopher Carr. Thank you for tuning in to Santa Cruz Cannabis Talk Radio. This is the Cannabis Connection. Welcome back. It's an honor to have you with us this evening. Our guests tonight are Daniel and Brian, a.k.a. Old E. and Bleezy of Mendo Dope. Mendo Dope is known for its music and the YouTube videos that celebrate the culture and communities of California's Emerald Triangle. Old E. and Bleezy started working as cannabis trimmers in 2007. Gradually, their home garden grew larger, which culminated in a raid by the Mendocino County Sheriff's Office in 2013. Although the garden was within the legal plant count limit of 25, they were very, very large. These boys grow monsters, legendary, massive canopy, massive plants, big trees, redwood trees with pineapples, as the soil king likes to say. And with the sheriff, he claimed and, and said they were no longer legal, so their garden was destroyed in 2013. Shortly after the California legalized cannabis, they paired up with Mark Grayshark to produce a range of new cultivars, cultivars that could grow as giants through Green Shock Farms using the Mendo Dope brand. The most popular cultivar of this moment is the Tropical Slayerite, a winner of the highest terpene flower and most interesting terpene cannabinoid combination at the 2019 Emerald Cup, and their passion orange guava took sec second place. I've been honored to call these boys friends and to watch their progression and evolution in this space as artists, as growers, as educators, as brothers, as men in, the, in their respective communities and supporting the culture, cannabis culture. That is what we're here for. That is why we come and show up and, and pour our hearts and our energy into this broadcast every week. So welcome to the Cannabis Connection. I present to you Mendo Dope. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up? How you guys doing? We're doing great, man. Yeah, doing awesome. Just, you know, getting 2022 kicked off. That's right. Likewise, we, we set this up right after your set, and uh, maybe we can start there, man. You guys slayed it. You you crushed an amazing set on the Emerald Cup main stage. Can you speak to that? Because you guys have been in it since the beginning, and to see you on that main stage, I was just, I was I was proud. You made you made everybody proud that day. It was quite the show and an amazing set. Your band is just locked in, nice and tight. That's awesome to hear, brother. We really appreciate that, and uh you know, speaking on being able to perform at the Emerald Cup, it was like a, it was a dream come true for us. Like, you know, we've been trying to get on that stage for many, many, many years. And our fans have been trying to get us on that stage for a long time. And, uh, you know, over the different paths, we've been turned down because the venue wouldn't allow hip-hop music, uh, this different thing, this different thing. We just kept kind of getting turned down and shut out of the, the way, even though, you know what we sing and rap about is the is the true cannabis culture and the the Emerald Cup is a, is our stomping ground. So to finally break through and with the help of our fans, you know, tagging and, and letting them know that they want to see us perform. And I think it took some time for the the team over there to really soak up vibes and see what we were really about and what we were doing. I think we finally just like earned our our chance to get up on the stage, and we we're just so happy to to be able to perform on the main stage as well. And I, it was just so much fun. You know, the band, we've been really practicing hard on getting everything really tight and dialed in and just trying to level it up to the next stage. So uh, it was so much fun. It was, it was it was a dedication to our brothers, you know, our, our fallen soldiers, Subcool, Eddie Lepp, Frenchie Noli, which, you know, we were celebrating Frenchie's birthday at the Emerald Cup for years you know, every time we'd meet up there and we'd party and celebrate so all the the ogs were in our head and and it was something special for all of us and, and a dedication to them nicely said and that is that's what's up man that's the best way to to pay homage and to celebrate a life is to is to is to to bring that joy and, and it was a feeling of catharsis there was an emotional release literally that the clouds were opening up 
while you guys were on stage. We had this like amazing downpour in the mix of the ganja clouds with the, the, the downpour of the rain and the lights and, and your beautiful like photography. And, and, and can you maybe speak to that a little bit? And, and you guys have, it's clear to me as a musician and as someone that has been just dedicated to sound and word sound and power, uh, over the years, you guys have a really cool lineup. There was a new guitar player too that I had never seen before. Of course, Trevor and Blap, Mr. Blap, and uh, I mean, can you speak to the band? And I, I'd like to give them just a, a quick shout out because the group itself, the cohesion uh, of bringing live hip hop too. That's the other piece that I love about Mendo Dope is for for a novice or anyone that that cares about the culture, that cares about the plant, the 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 bars, the lyrics. Are, are so cohesive and, and so on point with the education, but then it takes a village. You have an entourage that each, 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 you know, Bleezy's beats, um, um, and the amazing bass lines, the guitar, the, 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 the whole group as a unit has really evolved and leveled up. Uh, and that tightness, you could tell you've been putting in the work, putting in the practice. And I just want to give each musician, a, you know, a little bit of recognition because I was really, I was I was tired. I mean, we had a really nice um, small farms initiative, and we were doing that booth life. It was the first year where I actually held down a booth with a team, and and that was a cool experience, different experience, but really really special. And it felt so good after these plague times to see everybody. Um, but I took I took my one break of the weekend, and I saw your set, and I was pumped on it. It was actually well worth the wait. And after you know, the pandemic, but yeah, speak to that process of, of your, of your band and, and, and you guys are not just hip hop, but you're a, a cohesive band putting the music together, which I commend you on because I've seen many hip hop shows here in, in Santa Cruz at the Catalyst and, uh, even some legends like Bone Thugs and Harmony and, and, uh, but they didn't have a full band behind them. And that's what I love about your sound and, and all that, all that hard work is, is coming to fruition. I just want to compliment you guys on that and, give you an opportunity to speak to the the players sweet we really appreciate that yeah it's like you know um growing up we were for sure listened to hip-hop a lot but even before that when we were kids everything on the radio is like classic rock and country and stuff like that so um that's like stuck with us a lot and even like going to our first like real serious like concerts they like festivals like reggae on the river the band is huge. It's it's a crazy vibe when you have a band, and it's and it's just so powerful, and it's, uh, it looked like so much fun. And as we started getting more serious in music, and as we do, did more concerts growing up and stuff, and um, there's only a few concerts that we would do that there would be that much bands and stuff, but we would go to other concerts and see bands and stuff, and to like have our own band now and like to strive to just to take music more seriously and uh, even though it's a huge challenge and the band is a it's a huge challenge to have a band i see why people don't do it a lot <laughs> for sure yeah, <laughs> definitely <tough>. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty spread out so like you know mr black the drummer he's in sacramento wow. trevor lyon and is in napa we're in mendoza we're two hours from trevor we're three hours from mr black we all meet up at Trevor's, and that was like the middle point for us. Um, Johnny Fingers, the guitar player, he's he's pretty close to to Trevor, so he's lucky. Yep, um, he's right in the middle. So it's a, it's a, it's very interesting. But this band just we I, we've always clicked for a long time. We've been doing a lot of music together before we took it as a as a whole. We do a lot of stuff in the studio, and I would piece things together from Trevor. We go to a different studio, piece stuff together with Johnny. Um, Black, we just been doing music with Black and vocals and, and beats and stuff. And he always said he could be a drummer. And then after a while, we're like, let's see what you got with, <laughs> you want to try to just drum for a little bit. And right away, he was very good at it and we're super impressed. And so it's just kind of, it's one of those things that happen to us where we say some things randomly work out. And it's like just having all these guys kind of be available to be the Mendo Dope bands. It was very random and very cool how it so. Yeah, it's uh, it all was. It definitely feels like it was all kind of meant to come together. Like to to break it down to like the each of the band members. Like Mr. Blap, I, I think we met him. It was probably in I think it was 2008 oh, when, when we first met Mr. Blap with uh with Reek Daddy. 
And uh, Reek Daddy was the one, you know, who got us started in music, who really gave us an opportunity to start doing music and, and built this whole thing and gave us our name, Mendo Dope, even. So we met Mr. Blap wow. through him. And, uh, you know, Blap was an engineer, a producer. He was doing all kinds of things. So right away we were looking up to him like, man, look how much stuff he's doing. Look how smart he is in the music thing. And we've heard different music from him that sounded really cool. He was uh, able to rap and sing. So he had both styles going. And uh, as over the years, you know, we worked together on numerous projects. And uh, after all this started talking, started coming up about with doing more live shows because, like, the more shows that we were doing, we started to realize that we could only get to the next level of shows with, like, a good chance of doing that is having a band, like, to actually bring in that full element together. It Like, it's rare for, say, more, like, upcoming, like, hip-hop artists or such to be on big festivals with you know unless you have a big name is like the only people that are going to be rocking with no bands there yeah when we're trying to always strive to, the, to get to the you know bigger things that we've looked up to or whatever and festivals are, are one of those that the band is you have to have a band we feel like even as a even as a hip-hop artist it's like to have a band it's it, it's so perfect for these certain concerts, um, it seems like, you know, some of these mainstream concerts or like different ones look really cool, even though they don't have a band, but it's for sure um, totally different. You have to have a, <laughs> some big songs and yeah, yeah. fireworks and the light shows and all this stuff. <laughs> Plus, it's just it's way funner to be with a group of people and, and bounce off of each other. It's just it's a funner vibe. There's been a lot of shows back in the day that we would go to just – me and Oldie and just pull up the DJ thing, or a lot of times I wasn't DJing, so I just give the DJ the flash drive, and Oldie does his thing by himself, and it's just, it's a totally different setup. It's just super fun doing it like this. Even harder, it's way more fun, so it's way more worth it. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it came so, it, mean, as, it came through for sure. The energy you guys had a a, a really a, a spark in the crowd, which was uh, it was contagious. I mean, just being in the crowd. I'm sure from your perspective, too, I mean, it's a massive space, you know, to fill that space. And, uh, and with that weather, it was kind of cold, it was kind of wet. Um, but I felt like, you know, when you have a band, especially in this genre of hip hop and like what Bleezy was saying, too, you know, I see a lot of hip hop artists just, yeah, they just roll with a flash drive. But to bring that energy uh, in this time specifically, right, we, we, we talked before the show a little bit about, you know, uh, how these are these are really the farmers are struggling these are like really tough times uh unprecedented we've yeah, we've, we've had ups and downs but you guys really provided that that release energetically and i do credit like that that band can really you know lock that in you know it was it was it really came through yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Very cool. it's super cool even like uh you know andre nicotina he we did a show with him one time and he's the band and he's been a super fan of it for a while now since like a couple of years that we did that first show with him and he's like man you guys are a band he's like you guys could play on a wednesday night and shit <laughs> <laughs> he's like i can't play on a tuesday and shit. <laughs> yeah man so it, it's been so so cool rocking with these guys like to bring back to you know the other bandmates uh trevor lyon uh and really uh we, we met Johnny around the same time because Trevor and Johnny had been playing together in a band previously for a, a lot of years. You know, these, these cats are OGs compared to us. Uh, <laughs> they've been making music, you know, damn near as, almost as long as we've been around, you know. Yeah, so Johnny's been playing guitar. As we, his mom came to our last concert, and she was saying played since he was a little kid. Like, these are seasoned veterans, so uh, <laughs> it, it's a blessing to be able to work with them and uh we met Trevor Lyon. Uh, he had came out to a concert up here in Ukiah, just a small little hip-hop show, and uh, a person that we knew that was a promoter, we had worked with him numerous times, and, and so we wanted to come out and check out the show and, and see what Trevor was all about. So first time we saw him perform, we were like, oh, this guy's cool. He's, like, different. He's got some shit going. He had a, a blend of kind of rap style, but then also really reggae, like, roots kind of style. So... Right away, we approached them and we're like, yo, we should collab on a song. And I think the first song that we recorded together was in 2012. So it's coming up on 
10 years that we've been recording tracks together because, I mean, yeah. once we recorded the first, that first <laughs> track together, it was like, man, it, we, we clicked so much right away. The vibes were so cool. And then as after that is when we really started getting into more live music and, and Trevor was a bass player. We're like, damn, he could lay live bass right in the studio. And then we got introduced to Johnny, Johnny Fingers, who, you know, Trevor's been playing with. So that was uh, 2000. Probably 2012 when we had met Johnny also because the, our first album that had live instruments on it was Planters of the Trees. Mm-hmm. It was the and that was 2013. So that was the kind of the the kickoff of working with live instruments and starting to notice the difference and just how fun it was and gradually wanting to get into expanding and doing bigger shows. We knew we had to build a band somehow and it worked out. Where yeah, Blap said that he would. He was a drummer before, so he was ready. Uh, Trevor, you know, he wasn't uh, too locked down with the other band that he was working with, so he was pretty open to start working with us, and and same with Johnny. So after stuff started kind of the ball was rolling and we were able to get more shows, these guys, you know, became really more dedicated to Mendo Dope, and, like, we started really built the team, and we started doing it, and it was, like, so awesome. It's, it's been so much fun just on CD projects, recording stuff together, and then now being able to go out and be able to perform at things like Boston Freedom Rally and, and High Times and now the Emerald Cup. It's like it's such huge, big staples for us to be able to go out and, and touch these stages and bring our music to everyone in a live form. Well, yeah, and you continue to have a – your sound is evolving, and you have a brand-new album out uh, – M's in the air, and uh, we were listening to some of the the root stuff from the from the 2013, and then some stuff from 2017, and uh, and then there's this fresh new album, and, and I just I just want to commend you guys too because you have a very special original sound, so you just got to keep keep going, and 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 what what what's really impressive too is how you guys are all hours away yet you have that ability to just bring it together in the studio and then bring it together on the stage and as a bass player myself i know that takes uh you guys definitely put in the work you 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 have those tracks down you each individually are so talented and you've put in i mean it's it's, there's a reason why these ogs are playing with you guys you guys got this really special thing going and whenever a band has that original sound yet still like you mentioned with trevor lyon and and that like roots i mean he played some Barrington Levy or some Black Uhuru bass, like some throwbacks. I mean, it's so fun to see the mish, the mixing and matching of genres, which is very much the roots of hip hop. Um, Lexi and I, like my wife and I have been doing, uh, radio shows in, in Boulder Creek and we've been going through the Isley Brothers and we're like, oh, this is the, this is a, a biggie beat, but it's, you know, this is the original song they sampled, yeah. and, you know, yeah, or, or sure. even like yeah. some Ice Cube from the Isley Brothers as well. And I was like, oh, East Coast and West Coast. This one band was like the source of all this creation and, and that <laughs> reinventing of the sound. And I think especially I, I just I just love the musicianship and, and the the artisanal work you guys are doing with the sound and just keep going because it's nice to see original bands in this time where everybody's ripping things off. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get to that for sure. So we got callers calling in and they're they're asking about rocking some tunes and uh I I got the link and I appreciate you guys sharing the link but I'm also on YouTube it might be easier for us to do it live on YouTube. Is there a specific track that we could showcase for our listeners, for our audience, because they're asking about your music. Um, any any suggestions I should should jam out here? Um, well, even though we just dropped this this brand new CD, there's the song we dropped right before that. I I really like the, the <laughs> Ganja Goat. It's the latest uh, single that we dropped right before this new album. I guess Lee's he's doing that one. Right? I don't know which one. Why, the last album, we could talk about it here soon too, but it's kind of a different vibe than most of our other albums. It was one to do to mix it up, kind of. The God Goat's kind of the evolution of what we've been doing. Is that cool if I try to play a little bit of Ganja Goat three months ago? It looks like it was just posted. Yeah, for yep, sure. That's sure. The one. Come up, tracks. 
I'm the ganja goat. Feeling like the greatest of all time. Get too high with this dope rhyme. Teaching cultivation worldwide. I'm the ganja goat. I'ma get too high with this dope rhyme. I'm the ganja goat. Feeling like the greatest of all time. Get too high with this dope rhyme. Teaching cultivation worldwide. I'm the ganja goat. I'ma get too high with this dope rhyme. I've been growing for over a decade. Built brands, help y'all get paid. Full term, sun grown high grade. Mendo, the hills I was raised. Did it all on our own, self-made. Glass stars, the emerald tri-flames. I'm the ganja goat, I'm microscope to dope. And Joe knows that the only thing that grows y'all just like Pinocchio's. You never had toast stacks on top of toast. The only time you ever seen a field of dreams is when you sipped the lean and fell asleep. You had the dream but woke up in the seats. I'ma teach these cats how to grow some weed. I don't use no chemicals, got CBD instead of pills. Get CHCA straight from Gil. No, I won't change, I keep it real. Let's crack the seal on this. Jar smells like an orange peel in this. R -r Roll it, light it, now we feeling it. Crystal shining, now we healing this. Pain that I had is gone. Say what I had in the bag was wrong. Then I grew up and I found out what I had in my backpack and the bag was bomb. Tell him move on if he ain't down. Dank what I'm passing round. Born in a ganja town. Every year I plant new seeds in the ground on a ganja goat. Feeling like the greatest of all time. Get too high with this dope rhyme. Teaching cultivation worldwide. On the ganja goat. I'ma get too high with this dope rhyme. On the ganja goat. Feeling like the greatest of all time. Get too high with this dope rhyme. Teaching cultivation worldwide. On the ganja goat. All these. I'ma get too back at with this dope rhyme. Yo. I'ma gas on this. Write my rap with hash on this. Fingerprints are resin, I'm representing Ganja Farmer back on this. Been growing that dank and I'm pushing that top rank straight from the outlaw scene. I'ma break this down like enzymes in the soil from the alfalfa seed. FST, brew with these, through the trees, who taught ya? Sticky smelling like lemon squeezed on all this good green ganja. If it ain't perfect, don't want ya. Much varieties to choose all green shock ya. I'm one of the best to ever do it. Got laced by the ones who led the movement. Set trends on the world the way we grew it. As he did it, just how we do it. Some more of it. When I roll this potent open it, shake your focus, hold it in and soak real we culture. What I spoke and I teach this technique coast to coast. Let's toast. We don't brag. But we do got enough fresh weed in December to fill up Santa Claus bag. I'ma go bad if I ain't got no smoke. Shit, I'ma jump out in the field, start chewing on plants, don't trip on me. I'm the ganja goat. Feeling like the greatest of all time. Get too high with this dope rhyme. Teaching cultivation worldwide. I'm the ganja goat. I'ma get too high with this dope rhyme. I'm the ganja goat. Feeling like the greatest of all time. Get too high with this dope rhyme. Teaching cultivation worldwide. I'm the ganja goat. I'ma get you high with this dope rhyme. and gentlemen, Mendo Dope, Ganja Goat. I want that goat. Oh, that's a fresh track. Well done. And is, are you sprinkling some mycorrhiza on the on the clone at the end there? Oh, yeah. Yep, we're, we're lacing it with a whole mountain of azos. We, like, our, our oh, beneficial. Like, <laughs> we want to kind of recreate the, the Scarface scene. Oh, the totally. Form. <laughs> it was it was definitely scarface status yeah it was good yeah we have a lot of azos working with extreme and that stuff goes a long way really we try to use we get you know we get it to um in the big ass bags like the big white bags and we go through a lot and it still lasts forever so Hey, that was quite the video. So what's up with that? Do you guys work with, is it Jay Synth or 
filmed by Jason. Speak to that. I mean, you guys not only are producing and recording and performing, but you have all this media content. I mean, and, and what you speak about in the song is a good segue of educating cultivation worldwide and leveraging this, 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 this opportunity, this moment with social media and YouTube. That's something that I've always appreciated about you too is you're just, you're, you're liberating that knowledge to the people, to the masses and, and building this larger cannabis community and, and, and preserving that culture uh which is really prevalent in the in the message and the, the music and I'm I'm, ov- I'm obviously a a fan right and a fan of of music with a message and 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 your message has always been like that quality medicine getting it to the patients uh and keeping your integrity you got integrity in your farm you know take- <laughs> but can you speak exactly. to that man like i love it and the ganja goat track really is a nice summation and once again it's a level up you guys continue to to level up and i just love this trajectory yeah that one's that one's you know a little bit more of a it's got that mainstream style bass in it that flapper 808 with the guitar so it's Got yeah, Slaps. like a new up to up to date flapper version. <laughs> um, super super track. Um, beat was produced by uh, Mr. Track. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even make that beat. That's what's funny. I would even recommend a song. I <laughs> I make the, all most of all the beats, and I'm so used to it. But I I do hog hog it hog <laughs> the whole CD a lot. You know, I have a whole bunch of beats from people all the time. But that one right there, I just love that one so much, and. I'm always like, let's listen to that one, even though I didn't make the beat. I'm like, I gotta listen to it again. <laughs> yeah, and that, that 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 was a cool project that came about. You know, we uh, our, our homie uh, P did it, some O of it crew out there in Sacramento. She introduced us to this cat named Flossie, who has a independent record label called State of Gold Music, and uh, she showed him our music, and he was really vibing, really feeling what we were doing, what we had going. So he just kind of wanted to team up and see if we wanted to drop a single together on on his label and just kind of bounce off of each other and help get it into a maybe a different spot where it would see more people and just kind of branch out and work together. So that was a cool project that came out that we worked, you know, with the other producer make the beat. We went down to Sacramento and recorded the song in a studio down there. So we just got out of our kind of realm over here in our studio in our mountains and went over and kind of wanted to give a little different feel to it and it was a fun track for sure because it just got that beat was like made me want to just kind of gas a lot on the rhymes and it was perfect timing where we were in a good vibe it was it was just like a happy celebration just uh just feeling the vibe yeah it's uh, like the video like the um the home state of gold he he does a lot of uh videos through jay sense which we worked with before and he's um he's done videos like hundreds and hundreds of videos yeah. He works with everyone in the Bay Area, like uh, most any rapper, pretty much, even outside of Cali, has probably got a video by him now. <laughs> he did one with Warner Lucas, E40, and Ti recently. That's that's really big. Um, he's a real good videographer. So when he came through, we were, we had all these scenes planned out. We had our homies goat that we borrowed. We're like, <laughs> we gotta put him to the test. <laughs> it's cool doing videos, but we still feel like our videos aren't where we want them to be yet it's hard to make a super good music video for us still especially because we're doing it we don't have a photographer like we take turns filming it or we set however we end up doing it for that scene we don't have someone else besides us so when we have someone like synth especially come through us it's too cool to just go really hard and and let them do a lot of work yeah and it's been such an honor to be able to work with on the few videos that we've done with them uh was the it's Mendo Dope song we filmed with him, uh, Press Rewind, and now this uh, Ganja Goat track. And, you know, the first time we met Synth was, uh, you know, he's from Sacramento, and we met him, I'd say, probably almost around the time when we met Blap, the first time we ever met Synth. And this was before, I believe, that Synth was even starting to do videos. Um, he was a producer making all kind of beats and stuff. Like, we heard all kind of dope-ass beats from him on different projects, and this was in the beginning of our music career of like listening to all this other music and feeling it and, and able to meet him for the couple times we knew he was a, a dope ass producer and a cool ass dude. And then over time he started getting into video stuff. And like Bleasy was saying, he's filmed 
I don't know, thousands of videos. He's been all over the world filming stuff and, and works with so many artists. He's, it's really cool to, to bring in someone so talented like him, uh, who's, you know, knows what they're doing, who's like, he's passionate about his film. And it's like with us, with our making music and, and farming, that's what we really like to focus on, even though we do a lot of our own filming. Like, I'd say you know, most of the videos that we've ever dropped, like music videos even too, have been filmed by us. There's only been those few that we've filmed with since, and I don't even know, maybe a couple others, but, um, you know, we always learn all the time. So we have fun filming, but it's, it's still, it's not our lane that we're like, oh yeah, we're, we're gonna, we're video filmers, you know, music video masters. We don't feel like that at all. So it's really cool to bring in people who are like, that's their lane. Hey, it's the collaboration. It's the diversification, and it takes a village. It is nice to to be in that situation and let the let the true videographers do their thing. And it, it I mean, that was fun watching because you see Blap in the video. You see the whole crew, you know, with the hay bales in the garden, and and that is a your homie's got a really good looking goat. I mean, that that goat's like the model, <laughs> it's the star. <laughs> it's looking proper walking through those yeah, ganja trees. He's like, it's, he was he was warning us that you know, it's possible he'll turn and he'll hit you. So uh, be careful, you know, when you're, you you got to make sure you're, you can handle them strong and, and just be careful about it. So, But overall, we got plenty of the shots that we needed, uh, but he wasn't the most cooperative. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, and this is a good segue because the garden, you know, this is a, you're in the new Ed Rosenthal book. I mean, can you speak to that too? I mean, you guys are just all over the map. I mean, I feel like as musicians, you know, uh, you, you're, you're evolving. And then as growers and, and breeders and, and educators, um, to be in the Ed Rosenthal book is like the cover of, of Rolling Stone for a musician back in the day. I mean, this is in the ganja culture. This is this is timeless. Can you speak to that? And uh, and we're getting close. I mean, it's obviously it's winter, but I, I do want to think about because you you've had live from the garden and 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 you've been educating people uh, with with growing from seed. And I'd love just to hear your your experience with this. Uh, contribution to the ed rosenthal cannabis growers handbook that just came out and then even you know giving our audience you know tips on on you know the next actions for getting the seeds going in the next round for the 22 garden for sure no doubt um i first of all is definitely such a huge honor to to be able to have a chance to be in the ed rosenthal book i mean for us as kids growing up, the, some of the first stuff about weed that we ever saw and read about was from Ed Rosenthal. So it was, it's so cool that we've been able to get from there and do this full circle to be able to work amongst the guys and, and like have a piece in that book is like, it means so much to us. And it, we really didn't even see it coming. It was like they, they out of nowhere, like we got to meet Ed Rosenthal a couple times up on the the farm on Greenshock Farms with Mark and Jeannie and the crew. Yeah, because Mark knows that's pretty good. Yep. Nice. We had some fun times on the on the farm. Uh, I know Bleezy he, he got a little more fun out of. Oh yeah, one day <laughs> Daniel had to leave early one day with his kid kid life that he's got. So. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's so funny because Mark was telling us about Ed doing it in a previous year. And we're like, no way, you know, Ed. And he, he came to the garden and harvest, and he did he did the craziest style, most vicious harvest. And so I got to see it live when he came over. And it was so funny. We were just laughing so hard. And I, Ed, I, I know, still was getting to know Ed. So he's a trippy dude. Like, he's so funny. He likes to fuck around. Like, he's like, we were dying laughing. And he was just like, uh, he was chopping the, 
the plant down so viciously and we're just <laughs> laughing at him and he's just he's like going like with it. It was, it was so funny. This the way that was that like uh, uh, he is a character. He's been, like you said, he's since the 70s. I think the first book was with Mel Frank in the early 70s. That's over 50 years ago, and he's still coming out to gardens, and he's still pumping out books. And uh, I think it's it's really exciting to see see you guys in the. It was a it was. It was a pleasant surprise because we booked this at the Emerald Cup. I got a copy of the book weeks later. I was looking at garden plans for a, a farm here in Santa Cruz, and I was like, "Oh, word! There's my boys. They're right here." And there's there's Mark, and and sure enough, we were there. Uh, and it's pretty nice little contribution because you guys speak to a little bit of of the process of the mound and in your garden and, and the approach and, and maybe you can speak to I mean you have full full on seasons of educating people but uh just a little bit about I'd love to hear about, you know, some of the maybe the new work too that you're looking forward to germinating this year in the garden. Well yeah, um yeah I mean it's uh it, the spread is really nice. Ed, Ed gave us a real good chunk of that couple pages. I was really able to see the pictures looked looked awesome in there, and and the um, the information that was in there was it's super nice. It was really cool, and that style that we've been doing up there for the last few years when we're in the ground and and not in the smart pots, it's just so cool to see see these no-till techniques to use so fully. And to see this plant so happy with, with while saving a shitload of money and saving a lot of work too. Um, so it's really cool to see that in the book. And it's, uh, it's you, just, <clears throat> what's up? No, I was just thinking too. I mean, I, I do want to pay some homage because you guys, yeah, you, you've been growing in those smart pots and you've collaborated with quite, quite a few legends and and it is nice to 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 give thanks for the lives of of OG, uh, eddie lap the ogs right eddie lap and you mentioned frenchy cannoli and a lot of a lot of our community had that honor of of the hookah right the hash celebration of his birthday and and, and these these ogs had this openness about them that was so genuine so authentic uh when we speak to cannabis culture these were living living examples that we all are trying to continue that legacy of of love for the plant but love for the people right love for the patients and love for the earth and and uh sub i'd love to hear a little bit about your 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 guys's because you, you were very close with sub cool and uh i know you 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 also have some lines that continue from that original work he was a part of uh and there's also some stuff in the book about some uh mixed ratio cultivars too like the cbd and the thc i'd love to hear your your uh thoughts on that because i have had a lot of people approach the radio show and, and i think there is a desire in the greater cannabis community to find more mixed ratio uh lines to to grow and a lot of people are looking for a more diverse uh cannabinoid ratio in the flowers they grow this season i'd love to hear your thoughts on that and and, and your history too, with a little bit of subcool background. For sure, yeah. Um, you know, to speak on on sub, uh, it was just such a cool. The whole journey that we got to have with subcool was was life changing for us, and like opened up so many doors for what we were trying to do and what he was already doing, and like. You know, we just wanted to, it all started with us just trying to give respect back to Sub and to some of these OGs. Like when we made the, the TGA, uh, Sub Cool Seeds song, that was just, like, just having fun where we were, had been growing TGA genetics for a couple years. Our, our, our brother, our buddy Nick B, who passed away, he's the one who introduced us to TGA, um, a long time ago. I mean, he's growing TGA back in, 2007, I think. Even, yeah, seven, I, I, yeah even I earlier. Probably even, yeah, some, yeah. He was he was following the school when he was just on the forums before 
he was even on YouTube or any videos ever came out before his past video came out or anything. Yeah, so it's just like first just getting to know his strains and seeing how cool they were and how like how different it was. It was such it was such fire and it just stood out different amongst a lot of stuff that we had been seeing over the time so far. So uh, once we had a chance to go to a cannabis cup, it was about 2011. Um, that was the first time we actually met Sub at a booth and, and bought seeds straight from him. We have a, a signed pack of space bomb actually that we have put away that the first one that we bought. Um, and ever since then, like we really got into it for we made the song after working with more genetics. Like okay, next next cup we go to, let's uh, let's bring Sub this song and just like give it to him and see if he listens to it. And uh, we, we gave him the song, we gave him the CD, not knowing if he would really take a listen to it or not. And uh, he actually did uh, one of the like I don't even know how long it was after that, but on one of the weed nerds who was talking some shit on there, doing his normal uh, spill about everything, and uh, he's like. He, out this music I got from a couple people and uh, he played it on the on the weed nerd and we're like no way he actually played the music and it was so shocking to us like we're so excited for the next cup to go up and, and talk to him and thank him for that and right there he just opened his arms like welcomed us right into the booth and wanted us to sit down hang out he, he said how much he loved the music and from there on like we built such a cool relationship and uh, over the next uh you know, however many years, we just were in the garden together. He was, we were soaking knowledge about breeding from him over the whole time. You know, it took us, took us a while to really want to get into breeding. Uh, it, it just wasn't something that we were ready to get into back then. Like, we were just in so much music and just growing the genetics. We were having so much fun just farming. Um, and Sub was, he wanted to start coming down to film the garden because we would uh, tell him about the plants. we show him pictures of, of how big we are growing this crazy train or this Jack the Ripper and all these flavors. So at the time, we we didn't film much at all in the garden. We were always kind of against showing that much stuff at the time. Yeah, we filmed. We just started taking pictures, maybe not a video, maybe a couple of tiny videos on some real old ass cameras. Yeah, but um, but never showing no one but to the homies, and it wasn't even like the homies. It was just, like, very small. <laughs> it, was just, it was basically just for us to film ourselves or whatever, but it wasn't even nothing like it, what it turned into. Because once Sub came out and was walking through the garden, doing his weed there, talking about plants, uh, interviewing us, like, it was so much fun where it was like, man, we we wanted, we need to start, you know, doing filming too. And, uh, you know, shortly after that, that's when we were, when we got raided in 2013. Uh, that was during when Sub had been coming up and filming through the garden, so... Uh, it, you know, it was super devastating, but we're we're thankful that at the time Subcool was filming so much that we got to get footage of the garden that we didn't have. Uh, we had pictures, you know, back when when TC was working with Subcool and taking photography and doing all the pictures. So uh, from there, it, it is Sub's videos of him teaching people, and then us getting raided, and them saying that we grew too big of plants and it's out of the out of you know. We're over the limit. It just really all that together combined made us want to start filming and showing people how to grow big trees. If they're going to limit us to only say that we could grow six plants instead of 25, then we're just going to film it all and we're going to show people. If they're going to be like this, well, check it out. This is how you grow the biggest tree. And that's when it really started to kick off the, the whole how to grow the educational whole segment that we that we evolved to go into. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I know so many people, I mean, thinking back in those early days how Sub was on the forums, and now we have so many ways to connect with people all, all over the world, but that, yeah, I think in California, uh, you know, growing those trees, I know where I grew up in El Dorado County, people are really, there's still draconian sheriffs, right? And I, I know you guys had your experience back in 2013, and we've had our, our issues here in Santa Cruz, and and where I grew up in El Dorado County, to this day, you know, 2022, they're still finding reasons to, to hinder people from getting compliant and, and launching a, a legit farm. So 
by default, it's just six plants, and I know farmers all over gold country growing massive big trees. Following the, the, the recipes and the advice and the insight and the, the, the feedback you provided via these, these educational platforms, and it's just a great, it's a great community builder, and I commend you on that and continue that because it, it does make a difference, and people are, I, I, everyone should have a garden, right? Even if it is smaller, uh, it, it, and, and Ed was the one that told me about that too, of just, you know, having access. And, uh, Pot for Pennies is like a vision, a dream he had in the 70s, right? Just trying to get, uh, seeds and, and that relationship to having a garden, uh, to as many people as possible because there is a lot of peace through cultivation. And I think that is a major step of the culture that we need to continue to support. In any way we can, and in many ways, just just sharing your experience and providing those pro tips is a it's a it's a great public service. Hell yeah, brother! Thank yeah, you. It's cool how it how it all worked out for sure. It's like we talk about it sometimes, and it'd be it's, it's crazy to think how much more pounds there are in the world from all the videos that people have soaked up all this knowledge. <laughs> um, it's sometimes kind of it's funny just now because it's so flooded with weed that everyone's pissed about it, but. For the people that are that are really growing for personal and need medicine and different families and, and stories that we've had that people have, have emailed us about, wrote us and told us about uh, some of the videos that have helped them just get, get more medicine, you know, and it's so cool to hear that there's so much more cleaner, better pounds out there Yep. from this spreading this knowledge. And there's different, in the very beginning, there's different people around here that weren't probably the happiest with us giving knowledge out, but... It never went to people that are, like, competing against us. It always went to people far away from us and people that needed it. It's not like it was to someone that's just taken someone else's sales or something like that. Oh, it's cool how that worked out. Yeah, we always we always pictured it just such a, a more of a, you know, a worldwide kind of thing where that we wanted to put this knowledge out for, for people anywhere to, to help you. Like you are saying, no matter if it's a small plant, if it's a small garden, you know, there's there's really nothing like growing just like your own vegetables. You know, there's nothing like growing your own plant and smoking your own personal grown flower. It's like it just it, there's it's so special. And there's the exchange too, like giving cannabis away is almost it's a it's a, just as nice of a high as enjoying that 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 quality homegrown medicine. And one one thing too that resonated at your performance at the Emerald Cup too in this 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 time of of plague, right? These plague times, also this opioid epidemic, and 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 the gene therapies and these these Pfizer, Moderna, you name it, all this 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 big pharma making a big play. In the past two years, um, part of the message of some of the music, Why We Grow, uh, that song, Why We Grow, and, and I remember that performance, it just it just clicked to me, too, just to, re- to remember that there is a natural option and, and that relationship with cannabis uh, could really, really heal the source or at least provide that relief that a lot of people are looking for. Uh, sometimes in in the traumas of their history or their past or the upbringing or just being isolated in you know 2020. Think about that. We were all were locked down. Farmers were were good because they're always holding it down outside in the sunshine, living living healthy. But a lot of people listening to this show, it was a, a kind of a traumatic time, and I can't imagine all the people living in like like you know the the big cities and how isolating it could be just locked up for for weeks up into months and here we are two years later still kind of seeing this uh, a surge but i i do think it's really important too to to kind of remind everybody and to to just acknowledge that you know cannabis is so good and it is such a a, a nice alternative to all these chemicals and it can kind of provide that that mind space to like you were saying like growing your own vegetables and thinking about these victory gardens or these opportunities to do little things and little victories towards a healthier connection to to your health and your family's health, but also uh, the community. I think that's another good reminder, and it's in the it's in the music. I encourage everybody listening, and and this broadcast will be you know archived, and more people will will discover your music. But I do think that is another powerful message, and it's a good message to continue to 
to to share through music and word sound power and art and 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 your ongoing endeavors is that you know you don't need all these chemicals because there's a there's a natural alternative and it is it's it's really it's really righteous it's cannabis yeah i mean it's crazy there's so much different styles and different products you can make out of this plant it's mind-blowing it's if you want to get super duper toasted like you're on some step two with weed it's like it's got it all for sure it does no it's true and and we're learning more and more every year and the more we see the unraveling of the the war on drugs, right, and the prohibition is, you know, we have a whole generation coming up. Um, you guys were speaking to, like, you know, working with Johnny Fingers and, and, and Trevor and some of the OGs in the music space, but you also were working with, I mean, you had Ed and and uh, and Sub and Eddie Lepp and Franchi. I mean, we're we're kind of this next generation coming in, Filling, filling the void of, of, of the, the, on the shoulders of giants we're all standing upon. And it's really important for everybody listening, everybody involved, everyone that cares about the culture to continue that, the, the, the roots of the culture and to steward that legacy forward. Cause there is a, a generation coming up that will never know prohibition would think it'd be crazy to think about, you know, going, getting in trouble for cannabis or having a sheriff show up because you had a garden uh but we have to continue to to document and and preserve the history and also preserve the culture and i think that's very much what resonated in me watching that performance you just did in december at the santa rosa fairgrounds and and i think collectively we we can keep that culture alive there's hope that's the one thing like obviously there's struggles i want to commend all the activists that went to the capitol uh, yesterday, you know, to support these small farmers, uh, we discussed it via text and, you know, leading into this conversation. But it's just, you know, all the farmers, we see you, we support you, and uh, we're here to keep that culture alive. And I commend you guys on keeping that culture alive, too. The ganja goat. Yeah, thank you, yeah, brother. It's for sure. It's a <clears throat> very, very crazy how it's, how it's just forming into me. It's been been very tough. It's very it's very interesting time altogether. The it is. like you're saying, like with the with the COVID thing and stuff. This is next level enormous stuff to happen to to the world. You know what I mean? And we as farmers in Mendo, we're pretty far out the loop. So there is like certain things that while we do what we do, we're not big city. We're not really listening to quarantine rules we'd still do what we want to do mostly out in the mountains so it's it's been very intense and it's it's just been a crazy time the way that weed's turned into with the legalization's been very crazy and um as you're saying too people that don't know how it used to be it's interesting how fast time moves yeah like today we were doing a, a class uh like a teaching class and there was a helicopter that came by while someone was talking, and a lot of the people in the class were just kind of laughing about it, and they don't even know how scared that used to be when we were in the dude's greenhouse. <laughs> yeah, how, how much of us have PTSDs from the fucking top of this, like, falling <laughs> Yeah, old habits die hard, and we're, we're right at the top of the hour. We've got 30 seconds, and I want to give you guys the last word. I just want to say thank you for coming on the show, and I feel like we started 22 on a good foot, and you guys always bring the good vibes, so so thank you, and uh, give give us the last word. Hell yeah, we just want to thank everyone out there for the support. Uh, we're going to continue to represent for the cannabis culture. We're going to keep fighting for the plant, for the patient. Uh, we got a lot more content.